Welcome to The Tech That Connects Us, a podcast dedicated to the stories of leaders in the technology industries that bring us closer together, specifically content and media, satellite and news space, connectivity and cybersecurity. Your hosts are me, John Clifton, Laurie Scott and Will Trenchard, the founders of Nuco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm focused on these exact industries. We love being a part of them and we're excited to share these stories with you. Welcome to The Tech That Connects Us. Today, your host is myself, Laurie Scott, alongside Ewan Lauritsen, who works closely with me here at Nuco. We're delighted to be joined by Giovanni Pandolfi Botoletto, the co-founder and CSO at LeafSpace. LeafSpace is an exciting European company aiming to simplify access to space by providing ground segment as a service uh, as service solutions. Giovanni has been instrumental at LeaseSpace, where he was responsible for defining the architecture of LeaseSpace ground segments as a service, also headed up the company's network operations, supporting various satellite and CubeSat missions for the space agencies like European Space Agency, DLR, as well as several international commercial companies. Recently, um, Giovanni's been included in this prestigious 30 under 30 list to watch in the Forbes magazine. Um, welcome, Giovanni. We're delighted to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to it. So, um, Giovanni, what we like to do is sort of go back from the beginning um, and sort of get, understand how and why you got into the space industry. But tough question, actually. <laughs> so I, I believe that, you know, as major part of the people working in the space sector, it started quite early, uh, more, more as a passion uh, for that. Yeah. I believe the first start was because my, my grandfather just uh, basically gave me as a present a book about astronomy, and that was, you know, the starting point. Yeah. And, and then after that, I believe the... Uh, I, I try to make some steps into the into the space uh, into the space market step by step. So my, my first thing as a major part of the uh, of the of the of the guys out there was to you know to become an astronaut, and actually not really an astronaut but a pilot. And yeah. so we have in Italy what is called the military schools, and I uh, I entered the Air Force military school when I was sixteen. And so basically made my last three years there. And then I was on a, you know, on a kind of decision if to continue my career on the, in the military sector, yeah. trying to become a pilot, a fighter pilot, as a lot of my friends, old friends are right now, or, you know, to do something, something else and try to do the engineering career. Actually, I take the second and uh, I, I study at Politecnico di Milano, so my, my yeah. university here. And, and there, actually, I find I found quite a lot of people interested in space, uh, like me. Politecnico is one of the old, it's one of the universities that has the oldest course in, uh, in space engineering in, uh, in Europe. That's not yeah. so old, it's just maybe 15 years old <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> but it, it has actually a, a really a course in space engineering. And what we've done there also with some people is to, we started a student association for experimental rocketry. And that was our, my first step actually on getting things done or trying to get things done actually in the space sector. Yeah. And, and working in this association, I, I found out also my, uh, my friends, uh, Jonathan and Michele, 
with which we founded the Leaf Space a couple of years after. Uh, just with the idea, I don't know, work in the space sector, doesn't matter what to do <laughs> and how to do it. Yeah. And we basically jump off. And uh, so we started at the university this adventure with Leaf. Uh, at first, we were focusing on, you know, uh, rocket developments and so on. And then we, we pivot on the gas segment as a service model because there was nothing like that uh, at the moment around. And yeah, my experience is just with lift space, actually. So I, I, I needed to, to do my, <laughs> to scratch my head <laughs> basically <laughs> quite a few times um, and try to build something from scratch. So it's been a long journey, but good, good one. But you're there, so you have a lot to thank your grandfather for with the uh, starting you out way back when you were a kid. I mean, this is fascinating to hear these stories. I mean, everybody as a kid, you always want to be, um, yeah, go to the moon or be a pilot and or be an astronaut. But um, yeah, I hope you, uh, yeah, you're, I'm sure you're very grateful for your grandfather. So fascinating. No, definitely. And it, it's it's crazy how, you know, a single book can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magic. Okay, ruin Magic. a guy. Okay, ruin a kid in this. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's all positive. So uh, brilliant. Well, Giovanni, I mean, talk, keep, let's keep to the past. So I'm going to pass you over to you, because I know he's got some additional questions to sort of cover some of the bits you, you've covered already. Yes, thank you, Laurie. And uh, yeah, Giovanni, great to have you with us. I'm very excited about this one. Um, and as Laurie has highlighted, um, you co-founded Leaf Space. You've been included in the 30 under 30 list for Forbes. Um, done quite a lot in, in a short amount of time as well. Um, and no doubt a lot more to come as well, which um, we'll be keen to hear more on. But my first question to you in relation to the past, with these considerable achievements that you've already had in your relatively short career, and, and the way in which you've put yourself out there, you know, and taken risks. And um, you must have, in turn, encountered some real challenges along the way. And I'm wondering, what were some of the trickier things that you've been able to overcome to make Leaf Space the exciting, successful and growing company that we see today? Well, a lot. <laughs> so when we... Where'd you start? Yeah, when we started, it was uh, the 2014. And basically, you know, just uh, in Italy, we were just out of the recession. Well, actually, we need to see if we are out of the recession, <laughs> actually. <laughs> uh, and we, we were in this bubble on, a, on the startup ecosystem of the digital, you know, maybe some year uh, after the Silicon Valley uh, startup on the, on the digital bubble. Nice. So basically where we were going around to say, yeah, we, we want to build something in space and, we, and you know, a startup, a space career in Italy where we have quite a, a strong uh, space background, but mainly uh, for, for big space companies. So like Thales Alenia, yeah. uh, Telespazio uh, and the others. Mm -hmm. And so, and also, you know, we are, we have been, and we are quite capital intensive uh, startup. And where we go, we were going around asking for our seed round was 1 million euro. Uh, people were, were thinking that we were crazy because we have also a long time to actually start the, the operation because, you know, in our case, we need to build up a network, etc. So we spent really a lot of time to not just to teach our investors what we were willing to do, but why we were willing to do that and why there is a market for that. Uh, and that was maybe, I believe, the, the, hardest, the hardest part. Once we passed that, then we, we needed to try to 
see actually what was the market demand and try to adapt uh, our model to the market and in some cases also adapt our customers to our model to, to yeah. make it work. But I believe that the artist part is really to try to take the, the idea that you may have and then uh, frame it in, in such a way that the, the market and investors can look at it and understand why you're doing these kind of things. That I believe is the main, the main topic of the space sector, make uh, the general people understand why we're, we're doing that. Uh, brilliant. No, absolutely. Um, how interesting as well. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny to think, how, how old are Leaf Space now? About six, seven years old, is it? Yeah, it's seven years yeah. in June. Brilliant. And to have grown to, to the size now and to be continued to be growing as well. It just must be a very exciting time. Was there any moment of kind of that you can pinpoint of inspiration with you and your co-founder to say, yes, we need to we need to make Leaf Space a reality? Yeah, actually, it's, it's a strange story. But basically, when when we were working at the student association, you know, we get to some point where we were, we were successfully launched our first rocket and I recovered. We built up a team of, of students actually enjoying their life in university. <laughs> that in engineering is not, <laughs> is not a, a thing that you see so much. <laughs> and, and basically we say, okay, uh, we are getting near to our end of the, uh, our life in university. What we, we need to do to continue because, you know, uh, on before us, they were going to one of the big companies or going abroad, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I believe we basically had a kind of, yeah, let, let me call it a kind of inspiration. It was the end of 2013, uh, where we were seeing that it was basically the booming of the small satellite sector because Spire and Planet were starting to actually launch quite a lot mm-hmm. of stuff uh, up there. So we were seeing that some, doing something in the space sector was feasible also for for a startup or a small company. And uh, I believe that that was our, our first one. So when we first actually get to the numbers of the, of the microsatellites, the small satellite market and see, oh, look, this is actually a market that we can try to, to get in and, you know, and not maybe get in the loop of, um, you know, being a company that just uh, receives some grants from space agency, do a project, and then what will you develop in that project? It's, it's finished on the project itself. So I wanted to have more of a product like and see what was the, to, to develop something of ours that can continue to, that can continue in time, but always in the, in having in mind to be market doing basically. And yeah, that was, it's not a, a single uh, moment of sure. inspiration, but I believe it's a, a build up of different. A, a, a gradual build up. Yeah. No, fantastic brilliant i mean that, that, that's all very interesting i think um you know we're, we're very keen to hear a lot about you know how, how leaf space are, are kind of doing right now um and this is a good opportunity for us to to move on to the present um and um i'll have laurie ask you some some questions on the matter yeah thank you so so giovanni i mean you've touched on it i mean leaf space exciting new player um in the space market providing this ground segment as a service um, sort of focusing on the microsatellites and I know um, recently with the the Series A funding um, big announcement so moving from 
maybe that that sort of university sort of the dream into sort of starting it moving into more, more making it more real and, and getting more exciting so for me very keen to sort of understand um now that you've secured the funding what's the next step for for leaf space this year well what's the sort of present situation well quite a few actually uh yeah. you know in, in the life of a startup uh we have basically moved from the early incubation of the idea yeah. then to R&D and now to operation. What we need to do after this Series A is really to get much faster to the deployment of our ground station and then to increase the number of satellites that we are that we're going to support. Actually, yeah. we increased a lot in the last uh, couple of quarters. Also because, well, last year was not so was not so good for the for the market in general. We were sure. waiting for really a lot of launches to to happen that actually yeah. happened later last year and started this year. So right now we have quite a big number of customers that we are that we are supporting and looking for expansion quite a lot uh, this year with the following launches. Uh, well, we had two new satellites this morning and some other upcoming in. Uh, April, June, and then all the, the year long. So that's the exciting part because we are actually starting to expand our network driven not just for a coverage perspective, but also for a capacity demand perspective. So it's uh, really good to see that we are expanding because there is a demand for that. That you know, yeah. in startups is not always the case <laughs> that you do like this. You need to be in, in equilibrium between expanding because you need to show to your customers that you are expanding, that you are a successful company and expanding yeah. because you have a need. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. But yeah, that's what we are what we're doing this year. So expanding quite a bit uh, and for quite a bit, I would say basically double our network uh, this yeah. year, expanding also in, uh, in our HR. So having more people coming in and also with different uh, positions of uh, what we were thought uh, at the start. And in general, to really start doing operation in a, in a serious way and to provide our even more reliable service to our customers. Fantastic. Brilliant. And I mean, you've sort of touched on it. I mean, it's been a challenging 12 months, obviously, with the pandemic and, and sort of not, not being able to get out there and, and see, see potential customers. And obviously, the good thing is, like you said, there's still been a lot of launches. Um, so, I mean, from our point of view, I mean, space right now, there's a lot of innovation. There's a big buzz in the industry. There's a lot of new players. And it's great to hear companies like sort of Leaf Space coming to, coming to the point of view where they're now going to be looking to scale up. So my question to you really is, I mean, how do you currently see the market? I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's very exciting, but really for you. I believe, you know, we are, it's, it's always the same, the same phrase, but we are at a turning point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I really believe this time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when we started, uh, and I believe it was the case up to two years ago, there was a lot of, uh, of saying and not so much of doing uh, in the market. It was more, much more like a, of a bubble. Why? Because there were a lot of technology demonstration mission or soon to be the technology demonstration mission and not so much of actual commercial mission with uh, end users, customers that actually can sustain the market. Yeah. Uh, what, what we are seeing today is that uh, our customers are coming back to us also with new missions because they have the demand uh, for the market. And finally, we have few constellations that are actually starting to provide commercial service. 
So I believe this is the, the important thing. Uh, we, can, we can talk about technologies uh, and, and whatever, but I believe mm. that really the important thing is to, that we are starting to make the space market economically sustainable. Uh, yeah. Maybe not just through VC capital or the emerging sparks <laughs> yeah. around there, uh, but actually because there are end users interested in the data that is generated and harvested in space and all the downstream applications. Uh, you know, because when we when we started the market analysis, we're all concentrated on the number of satellites that we launch and not so much concentrated on how the downstream market was expanding to support the number of launches, for example. Right now, yeah. instead, we see that our customers are making money. <laughs> so we are, we are happy because we are going to make money in them because of who we are supporting them. Mm -hmm. So I believe yeah. that's the important thing that is happening this year yeah. and hope that it will continue much, also much more faster uh, in the next years. Yeah, because that's the biggest challenge is making it commercially viable. Yeah. Um, so, yes, so of course, we need to, need to claw back some of that, that investment. So, um, fantastic. Well, that's fascinating. I mean, it ties in nicely, really, for our next part's all about the future. So, um, yeah, Ewan, over to you. Thank you, Laurie. And uh, yes, I think the future, let's start with, um, with Leaf Space. I think that's the best thing. Um, it's still, you know, early days, really, for Leaf Space and yourself. Um, you know, and as you mentioned previously, Giovanni, expansion is a key theme for the for the now. Um, and also, of course, with you being CSO, I'm sure you've put a lot of thought into this. Um, I'm very keen to hear your idea of what the next decade holds for Leaf Space. What what would Leaf Space look like in ten years' time, for example? Yeah. Well, you know, we started with looking at small sets in general because mm. it was easy, as I said before, for a startup to get mm. in. Uh, what we are looking right now for, for the next years, uh, I would say five years to the decade is, is a little hard, <laughs> but <laughs> we, can, we can see it, uh, is to really expand uh, not only in, uh, yeah, in deployment of the ground station network, but really on supporting different kinds of missions and different kinds of satellite classes. So, for example, we are looking to expand, uh, so to expansion in different planes and different orbits mm -hmm. and different classes. So, uh, we are now working on uh, higher frequencies also to support with our, with our network so we can allow higher uh, data throughput to the ground and then dissemination. Uh, we are looking also at optical with, with some projects for because we see it as an interesting market. Maybe not now, but in three, four, five years, it will get mm. to the actual uh, commercial demand. And then we are looking also to different orbits. So we started from Leo. We have now customers going to Neo. And we are looking also, of course, to cis lunar, et cetera. So uh, our vision and, and our mission is to uh, create really ground segment as a service solutions to exploit the data of the of space and to make it sustainable. So it doesn't matter which kind of uh, classes of satellites we're supporting, doesn't matter which orbits we're supporting. The only thing that we want to adopt is to make this concept of the as a service really work uh, for different missions, and then expansion uh, in, in that case. So that's that's really the let me say the exciting part because there is part yeah. uh, one part that is operational <laughs> that yeah. that is good needs to be to scale up etc. But we need also to to look at what we are uh, supporting, what we are pushing for the sustainable expansion and on space. And I believe that 
having solutions for other orbits that are not supported right now, that are not so well supported right now, and uh, partnership goes with customers uh, going in that. That's it really, you know, when you when we would like to, to make the market this step as we as we have done so far, which is more something real. Oh, how exciting. And um, you know, it it must be funny. Do you think 10 years ago, if you if you um, were thinking about it, that you'd be at this stage now where you're scaling up a, a new exciting uh, company in, in a very exciting industry as well. It must be um, a very exciting time for you. No, it is. It is also, you know, last year with this investment and in general, I believe with the post, let me say, not post-COVID, but post-first phase of COVID. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was quite good to see, yeah, we, are, we have done this, we are expanding in this way, in this market, but let's look also uh, at other markets that we can address or need, that need to be addressed by, by us, by our solutions. So yeah, that's, that's definitely exciting. No, absolutely. And I mean, a bit more of a kind of a general industry question here, um, but it is such an exciting time, I would say, as Laurie has as well, you know, for the industry. Um, what or are there any kind of technologies or companies or, or you know, verticals in, in new space that um, we should be looking out for? I mean, you know, what or who would you say is kind of the next big thing in space? That's a tough question. <laughs> so there are, there are a few next big things. Um, I would say, you know, one of the things that I would really like to see much, much more is really the exploitation of the different uh, commercial missions that are right now. So mm -hmm. we have few customers uh, with the uh, IoT uh, solutions, uh, really, really, really different between each other. But in, in that in that market, uh, we are we are starting to have customers for Earth observation, and we have quite a few customers also for in space transportations that we are supporting. Um, I believe that, for example, this ladder is uh, it's really really interesting because it's a new application that when we started a few years ago, wasn't really thought <laughs> as, as a market uh, yeah. for us, but has some peculiarities that a distributed organization that will like ours is really interesting. And also opens up few possibilities for other, uh, other applications. And also because you know, we are basically drifting away from the old SSO orbits, for example, that mm -hmm. are good for Earth observation, maybe not so good or not so uh, optimized for, for other applications. So this kind of mission really set them up. But I would say apart from these in general is also the, the entrance in the market of some big players that could be some competitors of ours like AWS or mm -hmm. Azure. Uh, but uh, it gives really a good indication that the space segment or the space market in general is starting to be interesting also for some giants. And when I say mm -hmm. giants, I don't, you know, I don't mean Airbus or others, but really uh, companies that then can probably more efficiently distribute the data uh, yeah. that, that is produced in space, and then uh, and then you know provide it to to end to the end user. Because the thing that we need to do uh, in this space segment is really to enlarge that part and make uh, mm -hmm. really people understand why it is important uh, the space segment. Mm -hmm and uh, what kind of applications are needed. And I see also a lot of expansion in that direction that right now, or a few years ago, we didn't foresee and now they are, they are expanding. 
Mm. Yeah, not not to clear answer about the question. <laughs> no, a very interesting one. No, absolutely, <laughs> and it was a big question as well. So no, thank you, and um, very insightful, uh, Giovanni. Very interesting, and we've, you know, we've learned a bit about your past, about the present, uh, about the future, um, and so we're going to move on to the next section now. It's something that is um, near and dear to our hearts, and I'm sure yours as well, um, and that's diversity. And I'm going to have Laurie ask you something on this. Yeah, so, I mean, Giovanni, I'm sure you agree. I mean, diversity is a big issue within the industry. Um, and it's something that we've been talking about um, for a long time. We've had a, a number of leaders like yourself on here giving advice and, and, and talking about how to how they sort of overcome this and how they see the future. Um, and, I mean, for us, all around the world, we've got this, we hear the same concerns from companies that are trying to put in programs to, to overcome this problem. Um, what's refreshing is to hear, like yourself at the beginning, you could have gone to Arena Space, you could have gone to Telespazio, but Italy have been well renowned for their, their amazing engineering schools and you've, you've moved into a slightly different direction. So for me, um, as a co-founder and CSO of a, of a young company, where do you see the gaps and, and what could be done about diversity? Well, I see a lot of problems, <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in all general sense. Uh, for us, uh, also looking at HR, it's really difficult, I believe, to find out, uh, well, to try out, to find out a way to increase our diversity. So we, we have diversity in the company of nationalities, uh, for example, yeah. background, mm -hmm. etc. Uh, not so much uh, about gender, and that's a problem, but mainly because it's really, really hard to, for us to, well, to receive some applications, uh, I would say, but any in general to receive an equal number, <laughs> I would say, yeah. of yeah. application or background that is, that is useful for us. Uh, but I see uh, also a little bit of change uh, in this, mm. uh, fortunately. So when I was in the space engineering course, well, when Jonathan was in the space engineer, Jonathan is our CEO. When he yeah. was in the space engineering course, he's a couple of years uh, older than me. I believe that he had something like six girls in the <laughs> in the course uh, on yeah. uh, sixty people. Then in my course, we were more a hundred people and twenty uh, girls, something like that. So I believe that the, the, the you know the challenge start uh, at university because yeah. and. Uh, uh, and this thing, my my girlfriend, for example, she's an engineer. She's an aeronautical structural engineer, and you know she never thought about becoming an engineer when up when she was at last year of, of high school, and, yeah. and now she's she also doing this uh, her own startup. So uh, I believe that there there is a, a need to you know let people in general know that they can do an engineering. An engineering yeah. course is not something that is just for uh, for uh, for guys, and they can actually succeed in a really really good way. <laughs> and because it, you see also the difference and the diversity is what actually push the a startup but a company in general to think in another way and to yeah. you know have a much broader uh, broader sense of what they are doing. So I don't have a solution, <laughs> actually, <laughs> but I believe that uh, maybe one of the solutions would be really to make things, uh, to make people understand that they can do whatever they want. They just need yeah. to, to know. Yeah. It. It's the same thing for entrepreneurship. You know? uh, we, we never thought in university that it was possible to, to start uh, our, our own company. And then we just say, yeah, let's, let's do it. 
because there yeah. were other people doing. So I believe, you know, it's a, it's a steady process, <laughs> but yeah. we need just to increase the curve. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, the good thing is, I mean, it's a topic we can discuss for hours and it's a sort of complex yeah. subject, but, but by people like yourself that are now obviously having this podcast and, and, and with what you guys are achieving, it, it's, it's getting that message out there. And it's like, look, look we've done it. We, we, we literally started from nothing based from, from graduation. And um, I think that sort of inspires the, the next generation. So fascinating to hear. Really appreciate that. So, okay. Well, well Giovanni, now on to the lighter part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to uh, hand you over to, uh, to you in, on this particular section. Thank you. Yes. So we are keen to hear about the person behind the professional here, Giovanni. Um, so I want to know what you're like when you're not working, if that is the case. Obviously, I imagine you're working quite a lot. With, <laughs> um, but let's say let's say you've got a free weekend. Um, you don't have to even think about work. What would you be doing during this weekend? Well, a free weekend is something really, really precious. <laughs> Actually. Um, so, uh, well, a, a bunch of things, <laughs> actually. No, I used to, so we live on, me and my girlfriend, we live on Como Lake, so quite, quite nice uh, like place. And so <laughs> yes. we are quite, quite lucky that we can go, you know, hiking in the mountains or have a swim in the lake when it's summer. And, and we have a dog, so basically we spend quite a lot of time trekking or hiking with the dog around. And mm. that's our idea of free weekend because typically well pre-covid i was quite a lot of traveling so i was uh, out of home I, I believe one one week one week and a half per month mm. uh, now with covid i have a lot of time <laughs> to be at home <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not so much time so free time but at least i can i can enjoy a little bit going around yeah so uh yeah that's it and waiting Try. I would like to read much more, but <laughs> yes, indeed. But we'll. <laughs> well, no. You, it's funny you say that's it. You know, it's like you live, you live by Lake Como. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to, hands yeah, down. Yeah, you've been there. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah it's I absolutely nice. loved it. It's incredible. Took a boat ride across across the lake, and you know, from from town to town and everything. And uh, I would I would be spending my weekends the same way you would um if i was in the area <laughs> absolutely um no, it's, well, it's, nice. yeah. it's really nice to know because when you so we have the office between como and, and milan so we have people coming from both milan or, or well a little bit less than from como but it's mm. good to you know because uh, in in summer for example you, you come back home from the from the office maybe at 7 8 p.m there's still some light if you're lucky you can have a swim in the lake and you know it's it's a lot it's it's really means a lot i bet no i bet we've got we've got brighton beach haven't we laurie so we've got a very stony and gray beach <laughs> yeah i don't forget when i was at lake como um there was a there was a guy that was paddleboarding to work so he had his suit on but he was paddleboarding across the lake and i was like what a brave man so um yeah but um very jealous of him as well so yeah a, a beautiful stunning place unbelievable yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will, i'm i'm yeah I'm, I'm already planning my next visit to be honest now in my head um well anyway well, look, when you pass by just let us know <laughs> oh absolutely Damn. yeah for sure yeah <laughs> you don't need to tell us twice well look um <laughs> we'll get on to what we call the quick fire round now so um be ready for this one giovanni um gotta think fast on here all right so i'm gonna pass over to laurie and uh enjoy 
Yeah, so, so no no clues here, but I'm sure you'll be fine and probably covered some of that already. So I'm going to ask you a number of questions, just keen to get your get your thoughts and, and get your, your answer. So I think I already know this one, but um, so we always start, obviously, with, with what's been happening over the last 12 months. But um, have you triumphed in lockdown or failed in lockdown? I believe we triumph. Uh, maybe not so much as we would like to, uh, but you know, compared with other, with a lot of our companies also in, here in Italy, well, yeah. we didn't lay off anyone. We, we continue to work. We increased uh, actually our revenues compared to the year before, wait, wait slightly, <laughs> but it was good. We closed our Series A. I believe, you know, at the end of the year, I cannot, uh, I cannot regret it. Uh, but of course, it could have been much better. But I believe that at least we, uh, I will not say that we survive, but we have to live <laughs> a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Adapted and, and uh, come out stronger. So, yeah, a, a great achievement. All right. Fantastic. So, so moving on. Um, so for you, an active holiday or relaxing by the beach? Oh, active. Uh, I hate beaches. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I cannot stay there for more than couple of days <laughs> yes yeah I, I know i'm like a kid i have to be entertained so five minutes and i need to i need to be active and do, do some stuff so um okay <laughs> excellent so um okay a cheesy love song or rock music rock music <laughs> yeah never well, actually, that, actually it's Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only one winner there. Okay. Um, so for you, um, a box set and a takeaway or fine dining? Oh, fine dining because I'm Italian. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we can make good stuff. We do really, yeah. not so much. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Very easy. Uh, okay. A pint of beer or a glass of wine? And these are much more English, so pint of beer, IPA. <laughs> oh, yeah, very good. good man. <laughs> very good. Excellent. Um, desperate. Pubs open on the 12th of April, so we're literally on countdown. Oh, nice. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you get your vaccine and get over, we'll take you out. Um, Definitely. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so keeping to the theme, um, city, or com- or city or the country? Country. Um, Netflix or Amazon? Uh, both <laughs> actually yeah i will say both different comments yeah. but yeah, yeah definitely okay probably the same one here um apple or microsoft uh, so i didn't i don't have any apple product but definitely apple <laughs> excellent um Plain actually tra- i have yeah. a mac i have a mac classic 2 at home of the 85 Oh, so you've got an uh, yeah, so yeah. that's my Apple thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't upgraded, okay? Yeah. Um, plane or train? <sighs> train. <laughs> <laughs> yep, unusual. Um, self-catering or all-inclusive? It depends on the occasion. But I would say self much more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, one final one. Um, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos? Hmm. For some things, Elon. Uh, for some <laughs> others, Jeff. I would say for what, what I like of, of Jeff Bezos is the 
vision more on, on space stations and industry in space. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, what I like more of Elon, well, makes things uh, things done, <laughs> basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say they're more on a on a space station or actually space utilization than uh, you know just. But it's not just Mars, of course. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm more <laughs> of an expansion to actually have uh, yeah heavy industries and and that in space to actually you know have better life here on earth but yeah, yeah that's my... <laughs> very good Not very inspiring very interesting very inspiring so thanks so much for that so really good to get a, an insight and maybe talk about giovanni outside of outside of work um so now i'm going to pass it to you and for, for one final question thank you laurie yes and um thank you giovanni as well it's been great fun uh, really enjoyed it um we always ask the same question at the end, but I'm particularly interested to hear your response um, for this one. Um, and that's all about entering the industry and what one piece of advice you would give to somebody who is just about to enter. Well, uh, one piece of advice, is, I believe it's the main uh, thing that I said typically, and maybe it's not the good, uh, the good period right now, but typically what I, what I suggest is try to you know, go to a conference, uh, there are some conferences that are, I believe, are really, really good to get in the mood mm. uh, of the space sector and really understand what, what is the industry about. So, for example, there is the, the ISC, the Inter International Scientific Congress, or the small SAT uh, in Utah, uh, mm. typically. And, you know, those give you quite a glimpse of, uh, of the industry in general. But I would say, uh, you know, First thing to enter is to under so to know that there is a possibility there. <laughs> so this is our work actually, uh, all three of us to actually you know, make make people understand that there is a possibility, that there is uh, a work and a sector here. Uh, but yeah, my my small piece of advice is go to a to a conference, even virtual, but we'll just see what is going on around and. And maybe understand it, you know, it's much more real than, than what we thought and what I thought when I started actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say and pick up that book. So um yeah, so well Giovanna, Giovanni, it's been an absolute pleasure today. So thank you so much for your time. Um, I, I mean, myself and you and want to sort of wish you all the continued success. And we're really excited for you and the uh, the Leaf Space team going forward. So um, yeah, I'm sure you're gonna have a fantastic next couple of years ahead of you so it's been a, a real pleasure it's a pleasure for me thank you very much for uh, for this time and actually thank you for doing this podcast that i believe are really 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 good and uh, i heard a lot of people are enjoying that so thanks for doing that thank you for listening to our podcast if you enjoyed the show please do subscribe and give us a rating it really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people for more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.neuco-group.com. You've been listening to The Tech That Connects Us.